What's going on family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. Would you all help me with a quick exercise? I'll ask you guys again for those that are, listen, I can't see you. I need you to speak to me because I got these bright lights in my eyes. Would you all help me with a quick exercise? Yes. As in, you're not going to do exercises. Some of you are like, Pastor, what? <laughs> I'm not going to make you do push-ups or anything. Just a, just a quick exercise. And I'm a little nervous about this, but let me tell you, I believe in you. I believe we're able to do this, all right? We're going to separate uh, uh, into three sections. So I'm going to have my section here to the left, all right? So right around this mark right here, and I apologize if I'm stepping out of the light and video. By the way, for those watching me in video, this may, or may, this may or may not work. Bear with us. We're going, we're going uh, this will be one group right here, and then right about here, till about right here, this will be a second group, all right? And then this third group will be together, all right? So just figure out, just figure it out on your own, okay? I kind of made a distinction. We didn't, we didn't process this or set this up properly. Uh, go ahead amongst yourself, you decide. Okay, so we have first group, second group, and we have third group. Ask your neighbor, which group are you in? Which group are you in? Go ahead and ask them, okay? All right, I need you to be alert. I need you to be alert. And I need you to pay attention to instructions. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm excited about it. I'm nervous because this may or may not work. We may have to edit this out the video, but I believe in you. We're gonna try this out. So the first group, we're gonna, you're gonna be the, the, the ones to maintain a beat. And if you have no rhythm, lift your hand in Jesus' name, give you rhythm right now. All right, here we go. You're gonna keep a beat. Two slaps, one clap. Just keep it, keep the beat, don't lose it. Oh, y'all getting faster, just, y'all going a little bit. Slow up the tempo, keep a good beat, steady beat. Okay, stop, very good. The second group, what I want you all to do is the second group, you all are gonna stomp, okay, on the knee slaps. You'll watch it. Do the beat. Let me hear them stomps. Like you're stomping the devil. Like you're stomping your problems. Like you're stomping your ex-husband, ex-wife. <laughs> That's good, that's good. This third group, on the clap, you're gonna shout, hey! You all ready? All right, let's bring it together, let's help them out. On the clap, and on the second stomp, let's practice it without, without the beat. Let's practice it, third group. Hey! Oh. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, let's say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest. Here we go. Let me get a good. Hey. 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 This is good. This is good. Thank you. Now we're going to bring it together. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. This is going to be amazing. Let's start it off. Hold on. Keep a good beat. 
louder. We will, we will rock you. Stop. We don't even need the volunteers. Give yourselves a round of applause. You, that was amazing. <laughs> that, that went much better than I anticipated. In a quick moment there, we just, we just became an orchestra. I'm the conductor guiding you the conductor is vital and important, but you all in fulfilling your role is as equally important. Systems and structures. We've been in the vision series and we've discussed how faith is essential and vital for one's vision. And we discussed that in order for us to see our vision come to pass, we must make a decision to be people of impact so that our vision comes to life and that it impacts lives. And now, the third thing I wanna discuss here finally, which has been the theme of the year uh, in 2019, we believe that God has called our church to be strong and to be stronger than ever before in faith, in impact, and now in structure, I wanna discuss systems and structures. System is a set of things working together as a part of a mechanism, a set of procedures according to which something is done. It's, a, it's an organized method when we talk about systems. And it goes hand in hand with structure, which is the arrangement or relations between parts or elements of something complex. So a, 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 a system is the arrangement of something. It's the order of something. But structure is as equally important and it goes hand in hand with it, it upholds the system in place. We see systems and structures at work all the time around us even when we don't realize it because they are essential to everyday life. Systems and structures are vital. In order for people to come together, work together, and stay together, you've got to have systems and structures. Would you just say those words with me? Just say system. system. Say with me structure. Absolutely vital and necessary in order for things or people to come together, work together, and stay together. It's required. If you look at sports teams, what do they need? Systems and structures. See, some of y'all favorite teams don't have systems and structures. That's why y'all keep losing. Some of y'all praying for your team like, let's get the right system in place, right? If you look at companies, if you look at nonprofits, if you look at churches, if you look at organizations, they all need systems and structures. Those things are very powerful, even in creation, even in God's design. It's such a powerful thing when you see, even in God's creation, how systems and structures work. If you ever seen migrating uh, birds, whenever you see those birds that are uh, uh, they're cold right about now, they're getting ready to go south. They're getting ready to go chill in Miami. Hey, somebody like I want to be like those birds. I want to be in the south just where it's warm. As they're migrating, they fly in a V formation. The reason they fly in a V formation is because it makes the flight easier on the birds and it also gives more clarity as they're following the leader. Did you know that squadrons of planes in the military, they also fly in V formation because it saves uh, 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 jet fuel. And so scientists have researched this and they found that the same thing happens with these birds. As they're doing it, they're saving and conserving energy. If you give a colony of garden ants, ants as tiny, minuscule, annoying to some of you as they may be, especially those, those fire ants. Anybody ever got bit by a fire ant? Some of y'all want to stomp those ants like the second group. 
If you give those ants a week, you give them a pile of dirt, they'll transform a, a pile of dirt into an underground edifice about the height of a skyscraper in an ant-scaled city. Systems and structures. The question is, does your family have systems and structures in place? This is good stuff. I don't know who this is for, but if you're just you're ready to receive the word, let me know that, 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 that you're ready to receive the word. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, families don't work unless there's system and structure. You're wondering why you're always arguing. You're wondering why you're always fighting because when it comes to your finances, there's no system and structure. Who is quiet? I'm talking to somebody. Praise the Lord. The reason you're always arguing with your wife, husband, or vice versa, is because you have no system and structure. Let me tell you something. I cannot live without system and structure. If Kalea is talking about, uh, when I say it's bedtime, and she's about, I want to go to bed later. She's like, no. You better get your tail in your bedroom because we have a structure in the house. And we're going to abide by systems and structures. We know when you're going to go to bed. We know when you're going to wake you up. We know, my wife and I know we're gonna, when we're going to have financial conversations. Uh, we know when we have to meet and check in with one another. See, when we talk about systems and structures in your family, within the context of your marriage, within the context of you parenting, within the context of your business, uh, systems and structures looks like time management. Are you managing your time? Are you maximizing and making the most of the time that you've been given? Oftentimes, we make the excuse, I do not have any time to pray. I do not have any time to my, for my family. I do not have any time to take care of myself. But the reality is that we should be posing the question, are you, is it that you don't really have time or are you maximizing or not maximizing the time that you have? See, systems and structure says, I need a system for my time management. I need structure with self-management. I need structure for team management. I need structure and systems in place for my marriage, for my parenting, for my business, for my career, for my vision. I need systems and structures for relational management. Systems and structures are so critical. Why? Because goals are best accomplished when we organize and implement systems and structures. In doing so, we begin to really imitate God. How do I know this? Because the scripture tells us that God is a God of order. It teaches us all the way from Genesis. We see from the beginning and origins, creation has a system and structure. In fact, our very own bodies operate and functions by a series of systems and structures. You're not even thinking how your kidney's working. You're not even thinking how your organs are working. You're not even thinking about how you're able to move your fingers. You're not even thinking about how your brain is processing this message. Everything revolves around systems and structures. And the scripture tells us in Colossians that God has ordained and establish a system, structure, and order. Why? The Bible says that he is before all things. In him, all things hold together. Everything in creation holds together by his system and structure. And that is the point that Paul makes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when he starts describing the body of Christ as one body, one church, but many parts, many members. So you all are a part of a body of Christ. You are an individual member and you are vital and you are important to the body, but we are supposed to be within a system and a structure. I hope, I hope that I help somebody. I know I'm, I'm teaching right now and I'm establishing a foundation, but here's what I want to get to. Systems and structures are necessary, but so are the pillars that come after you establish a system and a structure. 
Let me break it down. Just tell me. Go ahead. Break it down, Pastor. Break it down. Break it down for me. Break it down. I know some of y'all looking at me crazy. I'm going to bring it home for you. It would mean nothing to have a design of a home, a blueprint, have the system in place, have the people that are going to work on a home, but not have columns, not have supports, not have pillars. It would mean nothing to have system and structure in a church and not have people within the church. What do I want to tell you today that I don't know if you knew this, but God wants us to be pillars in his church. Would you look at somebody and tell them you're a pillar, you're a pillar. When we talk about pillar, we're talking about a column, we're talking about something that upholds and and holds the weight of a roof. The purpose is to support, and if you pull a pillar out of a structure, everything will come tumbling down, and so a pillar is absolutely essential to a structure. You remove the pillar, and everything will collapse into rubble. So God is asking people at Hope Center today, will you be a pillar in the church? Will you be a pillar in your family? Will you be a pillar in your community? Will you be a pillar when you lift that business up and you get it launched and it's going? Will you, will you be a pillar in everything that you do? Like a pillar that is faithful. Like a pillar that holds things together. Like a pillar that you need to lean and rely on. Will you be a pillar? I want to know if I'm talking to the right people today that want to say this year I want to be a pillar in the church. I want to be one that pushes the vision forward not only in the church but also in my family. I want to push my family forward. I want to push, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if there's anybody, let me know that I'm talking to you. I want to push my marriage forward. I want to push my calling forward. The purposes of God in my life. I want to support it and I want to uphold it and I want to be faithful to it like never before. This is the year for us to rise up and be pillars. But there's three things that hold us back from being pillars. And if you're taking notes today, I want you to write these three things down. In my years of living and in my years of ministry, I've seen that these three Ds, three Ds knock down pillars time after time. These three Ds that I'm getting ready to share with you are things that come into people's life that absolutely devastate them from being pillars in their marriage, pillars in their community, pillars in their churches, pillars in the workplace, pillars as parents. These three Ds that I'm getting ready to share with you, I've seen it time after time. Uh, I've seen it knock people out to the point where you just, years later, you're looking at somebody's life and you're having conversations about somebody and you're saying to yourself, whatever happened to them? I don't know if, if you know what I'm talking about, but those people, when they, they used to have a rock solid marriage and then years later, they're no longer together and you just begin to wonder what happened? The person that used to serve God faithfully and they were preaching the word and they were serving in the church and they were plugged in and they were connected. Uh, you begin to wonder years later when you don't see them there. You, you, you used to say about them, they're a rock, they're an example, they are leaders, but now years later you're looking at them and saying, what happened? I, I would propose to you that one of the three Ds, two of the three Ds, or all three occurred in their life. And my prayer is that you become aware of these three Ds and that you 
avoid them and that you fight through these three Ds because I need, I need people that are gonna stand with us in this church and that would declare I'm gonna be a pillar in the church. My marriage will be strong and it will be a rock to be an example. I, I, I want you to avoid these three Ds so that years later I can look at you and I see you growing and I see you stronger and I see you elevating and whatever God has called you to do. The first thing that breaks us down from us being pillars is distraction. But before that, I want us to, uh, I want us to read, read a scripture. Let's go, let's go, let's throw the scripture on. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. How do I know that God wants you to be a pillar? Some of y'all have been wondering, when is he gonna share a word? Here it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, that's a pillar. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let me give you another version of that. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, standing firm, steadfast. That's a pillar, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the labor that you do for the Lord is not in vain. The first D, and I have to run through these because we have a couple things that we have to get through, so I need you to put your seatbelt on because I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through these, but in Jesus' name, I'm gonna give you this word. The first D is distraction. What breaks us down from being pillars in our families, in our community, in our churches, and when, is when we become distracted. Now, I know you're not gonna admit it, but I, I can be the first one to say that in life, I've been distracted. I don't know if anybody will be open and honest with me that, you've, that there have been mo moments and points in life where you've, you've become distracted. And so, distraction comes into our life to remove us from being pillars, so we must combat distraction with focus. Colossians 3.2 declares, set your minds on the things above, not on the things on earth. That talks about focus. Proverbs 4.25, let your eyes look directly toward uh, forward and your gaze be straight before you. That talks about focus. But seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33, that talks about focus. Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's talking about focus. When we talk about a pillar, we're talking about about something that is steadfast, something that doesn't move. In fact, the word steadfast means to be stationary. It means to endure in place for a long time. When we talk about a pillar, we're talking about something that is steady in connection with the foundation, strong, unbendable, unbreakable, and permanent, a well-built foundation for a large building or a strong column that holds up a roof. It's time for you to focus, baby. Because for far too long, you've been distracted by temptation. I know y'all not going to talk back to me. It seems like I lost you. Are y'all doing all right today? Are y'all doing okay? Okay, okay. I, I, I just want to know because y'all starting to scare me a little bit. Y'all mighty quiet. Is, do y'all love the Lord and love your pastor? Okay, so when you receive, when I'm, as I'm preaching, just give me a good amen because I can't see your faces. So I need to know that you're here with me and still in the building. I'm not talking to myself. All right, is that, can, give me a good churchy amen. amen. All right, uh, it's time to focus because, because for far too long you've been distracted by temptation. For far too long you've been distracted by the opinions of others. For far too long you've been in the same place because you're looking at what others are doing and you remain stagnant in, in what you're called to do. But God wants you to know that it's time for you to focus if you want to be a pillar you got to break through the distractions and make a commitment to say this year I will not be distracted Amen. husband when you see your co-worker walking by don't be distracted I know it's quiet 
Wife, when you see that, when you see that young fine gentleman at work, that, that when you go to the gym, just don't be distracted. I know y'all not gonna talk back to me, but I keep it real in the house. I keep it real in the house. Uh, don't be distracted on social media, looking at what others doing in the field that you're trying to work in, and all you're doing is saying, I don't have this, I don't look like this, I'm not qualified. You're just focused on all of these other things besides what you're called to be focused on. I wanna tell somebody in the house, it's time to focus like never before. Whatever ADD, hypertension, attention deficit disorder, we we're going to submit that to Jesus because you need to focus more than ever before. You need to focus on your studies for far too long, distracted by procrastination and laziness. <laughs> That's not for me, Pastor. I'm a, I'm a top student line, so... Yeah, if you want to be a pillar, you've got to be focused. If you want to be a pillar, you can't be distracted by what people are saying about you, the criticism, the opposition, what people think about you. You're so concerned and consumed by what's happening around you that you're not focused on what God has called you to do. So this is your year to be focused. Say that word with me, focus. Uh, Why don't you just lay your hand on yourself and say, I'm going to be focused this year. When I'm tired and I don't want to study anymore, I got to tell myself I'm going to... Okay, I need my church to really help me out today. When, when, I'm, when I'm getting distracted by temptation, by discouragement, I need to keep... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to keep focus. And this, and this takes me and leads me to the second D that I want to share with you. The second D that takes and tears down and devastates pillars is this second thing. It's called discouragement. Hmm. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. Just in fact, you are doing, I'm gonna take a moment to encourage somebody in the house because someone has been discouraged in the room by thoughts of insignificance. You've been distracted and discouraged by guilt. You've been discouraged by shame. You've been discouraged by inadequacy, failures, fears, doubts, exhaustion, not getting, uh, not being appreciated and not getting praise. But I wanna take a moment for whoever this is for. I don't know who this is for, but I want to just give you this word that the Lord declares to you that the labor that you do is not in vain. I want to encourage somebody in the house that's been crying because you feel undervalued and underappreciated. Can I tell you, the one that really, really loves us, the one that's really there for us at all times says, I see the labor that you're doing. I see the work that you're doing, mother. I see what you're doing, father. I see, yes. Come on, if you're going to give it up to Jesus, don't be afraid in the house, the one that is looking on you with loving eyes, with eyes that he doesn't take off you. He's saying, I know that at your job place, it seems like you're undervalued and you're not being praised and you're not being encouraged, but I wanna let you know the labor that you do is not in vain. What you do for your church is not in vain. What you do for your children, it's not in vain. The prayers that you make are not in vain. The labor of your hands is not in vain. I wish I had a church that will receive that today. The labor that you do is not in vain. If you're looking at yourself and saying, I feel insignificant, I feel small, I want to let you know today, don't view yourself as small, insignificant, or unimportant. God needs you. Look at the person that's beside you and tell him, God needs you. Other people are depending on you. 
It's time for you to realize that God meant you to be a pillar in the body of Christ. He called you to be a rock in the church. And so I wanna encourage you today if you're thinking anything different from that. The labor that you do for the Lord is not in vain. I love this quote, you must not only work, but you must labor. Put forth all your strength and you must work and labor in the Lord under his direction, by his influence, and without him you can do nothing. Here's what I want you to do as you, as you strive to become a pillar, a person of strength, a rock before others. Listen, life will throw so many things at you and will want to discourage you. I don't know if you've ever been discouraged. Discouragement creeps in little by little. It begins as a thought, you're not capable, you're not strong enough, you're not able to do it. Look at how you failed, look at how you doubted, look at how, how you've been set back. And so discouragement is, it, it just begins to creep in in your mind, begins to creep in in your home, begins to infiltrate everything else around you. But the Lord is telling somebody in the house, do not be discouraged. I want to encourage you, if no one else has encouraged you, that you are vital, that you are important, that you are called by God, I don't know who this is for, but I wanna let you know that what you're doing is not in vain. What you're doing for your family is not in vain. The pain that you've had to endure is not in vain. It's because you're a pillar. The, the, the things that you've had to endure, I know it seems that, that, that it's unfair, but what I'm telling you is that God give you that tough, that tough situation and circumstance because he's called you to be a pillar. So when somebody's going through the same thing that you've gone through, they'll be able to lean on you because you've become a pillar in the house. I have to move forward. Let me give you this third D that tears down and breaks down people who are called to be a rock, pillars. The third D is disunity. I'm musicians to join me up here. The third D is disunity. There is nothing that will tear your marriage down like disunity. There is nothing that will tear a church apart like disunity. There is nothing that will remove you from being a pillar for that vision, that calling, like disunity. We overcome disunity by communication. Misunderstandings and miscommunication creates divisions. So when you are not communicating with God, you will feel discouraged if you're not communicating or hearing from God. You will become distracted and then you will become disconnected and divided from the vision that he's given you. I'm giving a word to marriages. There is nothing like that will separate your marriage like miscommunication, misunderstandings. Because you don't, you're not seeking the full, the full truth or the understanding of a circumstance and so you immediately result to offense. You immediately go to taking it personal. You immediately go and you make assumptions and what that does is divide you. I don't know who I'm helping. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Maybe it's for the YouTube viewers, but I'm helping somebody in this place because, because for far too long you've been divided 
and God wants you to be a pillar and you overcome by communication. You have to talk with God so that he can communicate to you. You have to talk to your spouse and not make assumptions. You have to talk with people around you. If somebody offends you, have a conversation and don't go gossiping, slandering, and, and creating all types of toxic behavior around you. See, that's what divides people. And now more than ever, God needs a church that is united. God needs marriages that are united. God needs families that are united. I don't know who this is for, but you've been disconnected from your vision. You've been divided, and someone needs to communicate. Thank you. I got one in the back that's helping me out. When there's a gap in communication, that's when the enemy, Satan, comes and fills whatever gaps in communication and fills it with lies. When you don't communicate with your spouse, when you don't communicate with God, when you don't communicate with your brother or your sister or your relatives, when there's been offense, when you haven't had a, uh, when you've had a misunderstanding, when you've miscommunicated, you've said something wrong, you've done something wrong, what the enemy does is if you don't cover that gap with grace, with love and communication, he will fill that gap with lies. Go, go ahead and get a divorce. I'm not talking about, see, sometimes we stay in things that we should really get out of. That's not what I'm referring to here. Sometimes we stay in relationships that God has been telling you, better go on and step. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Or dreams or goals that, that really were about us and never were really about God or anything else. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the things that God has called you to be planted in. See, when you've been called to be planted, when you've been called to be a pillar, when you've been called to stand in what God has assigned you to do in your role, you need to communicate. Many avoid conflict and confrontation, but can I tell you, when you confront or when you seek reconciliation, when you do it with love, it brings clarity. When you do it with hostility, you're going to get a fight out of it. This is good stuff, Pastor Serge. I'm receiving this word. This is helping my relationships out. Thank you. The enemy will fill those gaps. John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Can I tell you one of the biggest challenges that we have when the world views the church whether it's us, whether the church as a whole, is when churches are divided. People are divided. We will never be able to reach people. We will never be able to really be pillars in our community until we get this one thing right, right here. John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. By this, everyone will know that you are a pillar. By this, everyone will know that God is real if you love one another. But if you're just fighting one another, how can you love one another? If you're just arguing with one another, if you're just talking about one another, if you're tearing each other down, how will the world see love? My heart's cry for this year is that we will be united in everything that God has called us to do. It's time to start bickering about little things and being offended with any little thing. If you've been offended, have a conversation with love. Reconcile with love. Don't go to sleep at night. Spouse, 
without reconciling with love. Do everything with love. Have your heart open to love because as long as the love is not there, the enemy will fill what is missing with love and fill it with lies, with slander, with deceit. We need to be united more than ever. God is calling us this year to be rocks and to be pillars. In order for us to be those rocks, in order for us to be those pillars, we can't get distracted. Look at the person beside you and tell them, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. I know it's not easy yet. Some of y'all saying, Pastor, it sound easier than, than what it really is, but, 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 but can I tell you, with all things, God is possible. With, all, with, with, with God, all things are possible. With Jesus, the scripture declares that he is your strength and that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I know in your own abilities, you're not able to do it and to stay focused, but if you would just cling to Jesus, he will help you to stay focused. The second thing is don't get discouraged. I know that it's challenging. I know that you're presented with difficulties. I know the circumstances that you have to face. I may not be in it, but I, I can feel it. I pray for you, I understand it, I see it, I observe it, and, but here's the thing, you've got to stay encouraged because God has called you to be a pillar. In other words, do not give up on your faith, do not give up on your calling. Some of us give up too soon, and God wants you to be a pillar. Do not give up on your family, do not give up on your marriage, don't get discouraged. Look at the person beside you and tell them, don't be discouraged, don't be discouraged. And the third thing, if we want to be rocks and pillars, if we really want to see this vision come to pass, this year, 2019, of being stronger, we have to be united more than ever. Look at the person beside you and tell them, we're in this together. We're in this together. Scripture says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls, one can help the other up but pity on anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. We need each other. We need accountability. We need community. You've been isolated, separated, divided for far too long and wondering why am I still stuck? Why am I still in the same place? Because you've been doing it with your own strength without a community without a church family, without accountability, without support, without the encouragement of others. So God is telling you, unite with the people that I've placed in your circle, in this church. We need now more than ever to be united. That's how we will be pillars. That's how we'll be a rock. Systems and structures in place, but we got to be a pillar. And I don't know who will make that declaration and say this year I'm gonna be a pillar. I don't know who this is for, just make that declaration. This year, I'm gonna be a pillar. Just make that declaration. For my family, I'm gonna be a pillar in my marriage. I'm gonna be a pillar for my children. I'm gonna be a pillar in my community and whatever it is that God has called me to do, I'm not gonna become distracted because I'm a pillar. I won't be discouraged because I'm a pillar. I won't be divided because I'm a pillar. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained 
only experience and so i encourage you to come out on a sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community you can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org also make sure to follow us we're on instagram facebook and twitter our handle is at my hope center i also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content make sure to share it with your friends and your family there's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages so make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the hope huddle podcast so again i hope to see you soon until then peace love and god bless